I Tell Stories is brought to you by Somewhere, Cannabis Dispensary, Portland, Oregon, Illock Supply, and people like you. It was all I could think about. Bottles of rum, we drinking now. Get off my stool, I'm thinking how. My brethren next to me sinking scowls. Pass that shit with a winking smile. Marijuana, you stinking pal. Muskets and sabers could drink the now. Background piano with a blinking style. Friends with Benjamin, but we some veterans. And if you got a scheme, we consider it. After them pieces, after them dividends. Trying to rise from the seasons we living in. And this is the weeks that were... A ram escaped in Maine when it was being transported to the mainland from Richmond Island for grazing purposes. The ram was loose for several days before being spotted in the Two Lights area. Police eventually placed wool in open spaces to make the ram believe that there were other sheep around. And volunteers were able to safely tranquilize the beast. That's what I'm not trying to volunteer for is let's go capture this big-ass animal that runs full speed to knock its head into shit for fun. Yeah, they but, do that. They, that's a real thing. Yeah. yeah, I've seen them. It's 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 kind of weird. And how hilarious uh, that they used a bunch of wool to lure it in. I know sheep are stupid, but, like, wow. All right. After a flight from Oklahoma to North Carolina was delayed for almost 18 hours, Phil Stringer of Greensboro was the lone passenger once the flight was rescheduled. All the other passengers had found other flights or just given up on the trip. Stringer said he felt bad that the crew had to show up just for him, but he wound up making friends with them. He said, we joked, we laughed, we cut up. I exchanged phone numbers like we're still literally texting today in group messaging. <laughs> what? How sweet, of course. Uh, group have- messaging has to be involved. But no, it's kind of a cool story. <laughs> it is a cool story, but where are his other friends? Like, does he have friends otherwise? I don't know. <laughs> to be that close. Bill. I mean, it's a pretty cool <laughs> not, story. Not in any group message. Yeah. Like, hey, Cheryl. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. That just seems funny. That's a good story, though. I Give me like about it. a blanket. Like, I don't care. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that was, man, what a good start. I like all this. This is going well on the weeks that were. We had a little bit of a hiatus. I mean, you know, it's July. We're busy. We're in the field reporting, guys. <laughs> really. Anyway. Um... So I got one cool. Here's a, a Alabama story. I like to give these to you, man. I mean, it's just a thing. I don't even know if you care, to be honest. I just decided you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always up for a good story. All right, anyway. So Crystal Johnson, an Alabama mother, expressed her heartbreak after her attempt to teach two local children about running a business through a lemonade stand. And it was disrupted by a complaint to the U.S. Department of Labor. Johnson had posted on social media about an apprenticeship program where kids could learn about her son's lemonade stand business and work as greeters and smilers for a two-hour shift. Her intention was not to hire children, but to teach them valuable skills such as math, customer service, and self-esteem building. Um, The post also requested applicants to submit resumes, and Johnson had planned to pay the kids $20 for their participation. However, a complaint I'm guessing by some Alabama mother of sorts, uh, uh, was um, lodged uh, against her saying that she was hiring minors. And um, I don't know. I, I only touched on this because um, there's like Frito factories in that area and in like Georgia where they're hiring like 
10-year-old kids and 12-year-old kids that go to school. And I read a bunch of freaking articles where, like, um, these kids literally get off school, like, going throughout the day. Usually they're Hispanic children, right? And then uh, they, uh, they work, like, 12-hour shifts, then go to school again the next day, right? And then so... Somebody's hating on this mother. Mind you, she's black in Alabama. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But, I don't know. Uh, if you're in Alabama and you see this post by Crystal Johnson, don't complain. She's just trying to run it out. It's, it's cool. Like, at least there's a parent out there with the kids. Like, what the hell? Run their own business, you know? I mean, yeah. Gotta start somewhere. So. Right. And small business. People just gotta... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, that gotta was... Complain. Man, you know what? You no. got off with such great stuff and... Uh, I just, I don't know that I just sometimes like if I see something where I'm like, that's stupid. Like, why would you do that to somebody? I want to point it out that like, um, if you're feeling really petty about something, people, you know, leave the children out of it. Like, you know, that's all. There's no point. Anywho. Um, I don't know. Uh, do you want to, you want to throw another one in there? Cause, uh, I, I, I think I have like one of the greatest stories ever. For us, not maybe for everybody out there listening, but yeah, us. I'll put in something useless right before that. With the anticipation of the <laughs> oh. Barbie movie, a life-size version of Barbie's dream house is listed for overnight stays in Malibu. Amenities include a wardrobe full of Barbie and Ken outfits, a swimming pool, and an outdoor disco dance floor. Guests will be gifted a pair of yellow and pink skates and a surfboard. What a world we live in! Yeah. Oh, my God. Not the coolest story ever. People. <laughs> no, I, you know, coming into the weeks that we're out, when I told you, I just texted you, I said, think top five when we're doing our picks. And that's uh, that's when you threw in there. All right. Anyway, so uh, always quality here at I Tell Stories. Um, anyway, so Great Britain, you know. All right. This is where all good stories seem to, to begin at times of some sort of crazy lore or whatnot, right? Well, anyway, this is kind of not lore, but um, seagulls in Great Britain are reportedly exhibiting psychotic behavior after consuming synthetic cannabinoids, also known as spice, which they have stolen (laughs) from drug abusers. (laughs) The seagulls have been observed stealing drug stashes in cities such as London, Leeds, Manchester, Liverpool, Kent, and Hastings. The Battle of Hastings it seems to be over uh, spice now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> root wars. Root wars. Oh, my God. Uh, while spice can induce euphoria, continuous talking, <laughs> but paranoia or mood swings in humans, the side effects in seagulls are not yet fully understood. <laughs> um, former spice user, <laughs> Kevin Robertson. <laughs> okay, hold on. I just want to say that again. I'm not cutting anything. Former Spice user Kevin Robertson, interviewed by the Daily Star, mentioned that seagulls would snatch the joints they were smoking and fly away with them, indicating their propensity to go for anything. The phenomenon of stone seagulls adds to the list of offbeat offerings, including the well-known cocaine bear. God, that came up again. That have captured public attention. Further research is needed to understand the impact of spice consumption on seagulls and its potential for consequences of their behavior. And well-being, I guess. Yeah. So there's some uh, there's some uh, some spiced out uh, seagulls for you. Uh, our good friend, here, right. yeah, our good friend here uh, who works at a head shop. Uh, you know, he he's encountered a lot of people who uh, searching for said spice. Yeah. Interesting stories. Um, yeah. Nonetheless, dude, I just thought you'd love that. I know it's not like it's, no, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. I mean, not for the seagulls. No. But. 
<laughs> oh man. Oh. Made me think of flock of seagulls for some reason. I don't know. Well, staying in that region, more than 1,100 people just as Dolly Parton gathered in <laughs> Listowel, Ireland, attempting to break the world record and raise money for charity. Whoa. Uh, Eugene Naughton, president of Dollywood since 2019, attended and promised to help convince Dolly to visit the town by sharing photos with Parton. Money was raised for Cary Hospice and comfort for chemo Cary. Um, it'll take 8 to 12 weeks to find out if Guinness confirms the record. But Dang. Dolly Parton, I do know, is a pretty great person, I feel. I've uh, read a lot of stuff where she just helps people. That's kind of her thing. So, good job. I'm, I'm in. Uh, the Irish seem to like her. Yeah. Wonder why. <laughs> Like David Hasselhoff's big in Germany, Dolly Parton's big in Ireland. Yeah. This is. Didn't we read something where the Hoff was actually kind of a big deal going into the Berlin Berlin Wall situation? Something with the Berlin Wall, he like sung. (laughs) That was like a joke on an episode, and then I read later on that the Hoff. to be true. Yeah, it's the Hoff. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like you look up certain people uh, and. uh, you can just make something up and it's realistic. It happened. Like, uh, I don't know. The Hoff is definitely one of those characters, though. I have a um, a pretty good one, I feel. I don't know. I always feel they're all right. That's why I'm bringing them to your attention. Um, Victor Hugo Sosa, the mayor of San Pedro Himalua. I don't know how to say that. Going to come back to that. A town in southern Mexico participated in a traditional ritual by marrying a female reptile as a symbol of bringing good fortune to his people. The reptile named Alicia Adriana is a, a caiman. I used to have a caiman, actually. They're pretty cool. They're just a little alligator. Well, they get big, but they're an alligator type of. An alligator-like marsh dweller, native to Mexico and Central America. The marriage ritual is a reenactment of an ancestral tradition that has been practiced for 230 years. It commemorates the historic day when two indigenous groups came to peace through a marriage. Sosa expressed his commitment to the reptile, referring to her as the princess girl, and emphasizing the importance of a love and a marriage. The wedding ceremony serves as a connection between the two indigenous groups and symbolizes a harmonious relationship with Mother Earth, seeking blessings for rain, sea germination, and overall peace and harmony for the Chantel people. Prior to the ceremony, the Cayman is taken to various houses in the town where inhabitants hold and dance with her. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's dance with a fucking alligator. <laughs> she is adorned in traditional clothing, including a green skirt, a cena, a hand-embroidered tunic, a headdress <laughs> of ribbons and sequins. Um, shout out Bocasa to prevent any mishaps. The Cayman's snout is bound shut before the wedding. The Cayman is then dressed in a white bride's costume and brought to the town hall for, uh, for to be blessed for the event. You know. Um, do you have any questions here so far? <laughs> It explains itself. Am I doing a good job here? I, I, was, I was trying to be detailed in this one. Uh, yeah, so... Um, Just wonder if there's a Jerry Springer episode in oh Mexico about, you know, yeah. the Mexican equivalent of Jerry. Yeah. It seems like a thing. Oh, say. Oh, say. All right. <laughs> I don't know. You never know. Somebody, hey. Yeah, it's just the try it out, guys. Um, Let's see. So, um, Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's 230 years old. This isn't, like, some ancient thing. But here's something where I'm going to uh, kind of, like, you know, think about this. These uh, these indigenous tribes 230 years ago were, like, very remote, even more so remote than maybe some of these tribes that we're used to in, in the Americas, right? So, and uh, it was a big ha- a part of their, their, their tradition must have had to do with these Caymans if they're 
from the area. So I'm just trying to explain that maybe, hey, this is not quite as weird as it sounds, you know, but it's pretty funny at the same time, right? So during the ceremony, yeah. a local fisherman named uh, Joel Vasquez, uh, I wonder if you say it like Joel or Hol. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. That's just a bilingual pig, right? All right. Well, hey, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. I'm just curious now. I've never no, seen. No, I don't know. <laughs> anybody, anybody out there that knows that, go ahead and like leave a comment or something. Uh, symbolically throws his net. This guy expressing the town's hopes for good fishing, prosperity, balance, and peaceful living. Um, following the wedding to the Cayman, uh, the princess, uh, the mayor dances with his reptile bride to traditional music, celebrating the union of two cultures. As the dance concludes, the mayor plants a kiss on the Cayman snout, signifying their union. So kind of like consummating the marriage, I suppose. Uh, the event brings, <laughs> brings happiness to the people of San Pedro as they celebrate the blending of cultures and the symbolism behind the marriage ritual. All right, so all funniness aside, like I said, there's probably some shit behind there if you were to really dig into that, like, you know, makes sense to them. Let's put it that way. But uh, at the at the same time, there's a guy, a mayor of a city in Mexico, getting married to a uh, alligator. So here we are <laughs> on the week to buzz. All right. Well, weeks to work. Staying in animal news of sorts in Petaluma, California, Scooter, a seven-year-old Chinese crested born with backwards hind legs, has taken home the title of world's ugliest dog. Oh, okay. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't either. That a Chinese crusted? Like something... Is it like toast? Yeah, it looks like it's out of a fucking Stephen King novel or something. But just the breed. Uh, Is it spelled a crusted? That's what it's called. It's a Chinese crusted, apparently. Huh. So it's just a crusty creature. All right. By- backwards. <laughs> crusted, hind- not crusty. <laughs> I thought he said crusty. <laughs> Oh, no. Like crusted creature. That's why I asked you so many fucking times. I was, I was like, wait, crusted creature? Like a fucking, like, that is so weird. <sighs> yeah. In New York, it took it took about a dozen officers and animal handlers to to round up a pair of horses. Um, original nice. attempts to wrangle the mother horse and her colt failed. Mm. Uh, rescues, <laughs> rescuers decided to let them tire themselves out by running around on a golf course for a few hours. That is a good plan. Um, yeah. yeah. Eventually, they were able to capture the mother, and the colt followed her back to their barn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in a Facebook post, the Colony Police Department stated, um, and they put all loose, I think they must have meant loose, all loose horses have been corralled and have been reunited with their owners. The situation is stable. Hmm. Okay, that's got to be a dad joke oh, there. The situation dang. is stable. Like, yeah. 20 New York police department. Yeah, those guys, those guys. When they're not planting drugs on you, they're pretty... <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> real hoot. Yeah, when, there's not a thousand convictions being overturned for uh, for planting drugs on people. Yeah. Crack. Yeah, for real. But no, uh, there's a mess on Interstate 80 in Nebraska... In the westbound lane, a truck full of burritos slowed traffic until it was rear-ended by a cattle truck carrying 60 cows. Oh, Several boxes containing the frozen burritos wound up on the highway, um, and the cows and the truck wound up in a ditch. What? That stretch of interstate was closed for roughly seven hours while the burritos were cleaned up. <sighs> were they beef burritos? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Like Probably a- like called that but to some type of paste that right. is kin to the McRib. Yeah. A French firefighter set the record by running 893 feet while on fire. 
What? Another yeah, record? You know, it was like a protective suit. Yeah, another record. That's like the big month of, that's the biggest record of the month, I feel. I mean, anytime you're on fire. Well, yes, because that was at the end of June. And yes, starting in July, Uh-oh. another week, another record broken oh, on no. the week that was. Um, <laughs> at, at a Buddhist temple, mm. a, yeah, another record was broken by a 29-year-old man who walked 75 down 75 stairs on his hands in 25.03 seconds. Holy shit. This shattered the record of 30.8 seconds set by a US man in 2014. You know, um, well, I was just going to say, I, I'm assuming that's like faster than some people in the US can walk down the stairs. True, yeah. <laughs> Unless there's Twinkies at the bottom. Yeah. Yep, yep, that sounds about right. Or whatever, or yeah, yeah, Twinkies works. Let's just stick, stick with that. Anyway, <laughs> the weeks that were. In Alhambra, California, a home dubbed the Troll Apartment, due to its position <laughs> in the middle of an L.A. County bridge, has sold for $430,000. Built in 1949, the house was listed at a quarter million, but a bidding war ensued, and eventually the Troll Apartment sold for $180,000 over its original asking price. Nice. Good for them. But there's some wonderful views there. Yeah. <laughs> Watch some high-speed chases and... I wonder who else Freeway lives. shootings. Yeah. Well, who else lives under the bridge, I wonder? That, that's uh, <laughs> something else. Hey, I, I, yeah, I seen something. Speaking of roadways and such, and, uh, you know, a commuter, I guess, kind of, you know, the roadway shooting you mentioned. Uh, so uh, Amish communities. <laughs> Amish communities uh, often associated with horse-drawn black buggies, right? I mean, we know this from TV mainly. I've never lived in an area where it was quite like that. Although in Montana, we... Uh, Hooterites is what's mainly there, I think, and um, they're very close to Amish people. But anyway, Amish people. Um, they're increasingly adopting electric bikes as an alternative form of transportation. Did you know this, on? I did not. Okay, contrary to popular belief, Amish communities do not universally reject electricity and technology. Each Amish church and its surrounding community established their own rules regarding technology usage, and there is no standardized doctrine. Um, so electric bikes have gained popularity in many Amish communities, bro. Amish, Dang. Yeah, Amish people on bikes, bro. I mean, electric bikes. They're just cruising, you know. They'd fit right in here in Portland. That's what I Yeah, think. and, well, you remember the, it is a dad joke I heard from my father, but clop, clop, bang, bang, clop, clop. What is that? I don't know, bro. What? Amish drive-by? <laughs> what? <laughs> clop, clop. Bang, bang. Hey, that sounds like a song. I don't know why, but anyway, dang, that was a good joke. Way to reference your uh, your, your past, my friend. I like that. Um, What else you got going on this uh, month or week or whatever we want to call this? <laughs> a young seal is safely back in the ocean after meandering its way to a KFC parking lot in New nice. Zealand. Uh. Johnny Wimpress, a landscaper working near the KFC, spotted a creature in the parking lot, he told One News. We thought there was a wet dog. Uh, <laughs> passed and turned around, and it was a fully grown seal. Oh, my God. Uh, Wimpress watched police pursuit of the seal. It ran across the main highway and into some residential houses. It was just causing chaos in people's gardens. Oh, my goodness. A lot of people came out of their houses to look at it, he said. 
Well, yeah. Police were able to wrangle the seal with the help of personnel from the Department of Conservation. The seal was then driven to the beach where it promptly returned to the sea. Oh, man. It was trying to go clubbing. It didn't. It didn't. Yes. <laughs> it, it seen, it seen the sh- clubbing baby seal. <laughs> yeah. Seen the shirt and then was like, damn, I'm going to go clubbing, but didn't understand the context. and <laughs> You know, anyway... Dang, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good animal story, my friend. You're, you're always pretty on point with your uh, tales of our friends of nature, I guess. I don't know. Um, what an interesting month. I hope everybody had a good July 4th, etc. Uh, things of that nature. I learned something really neat, like, uh, earlier, and this is just, you know, whatever me and Owen talk about, but apparently fancy, um, charcuterie, I don't know how to say that, dishes have corn nuts on them, and they call them something else, or what? what's the deal with that? Why corn nuts? Yeah, I don't know. It's like something you eat in junior high and leave that where it is. But yeah, apparently it's on charcuterie, which I hate that too. It's just a fucking meat board. Stop trying to French it up. Like, but yeah. mechanical failure on the fireball ride at a festival in Wisconsin left eight passengers stranded upside down for over four hours. Oh my God. Firefighters arrived from multiple towns to rescue the upside down festival goers. Upside down safe. festival goers. That's, that sounds interesting. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, hey, check this out. Uh, a Kentucky man found over 700 Civil War era coins buried in his cornfield. So he gets the spread. Yeah, Kentucky man gets the surprise of his life, right? While digging in his field. I wonder what he was digging up. Earlier this year, a catch of over 700 coins from the American Civil War era. The Great Kentucky Horde. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, they're trying to compare this to the uh, Staffordshire Horde <laughs> over in England, which is, this is not the same thing, guys. Um, includes hundreds of U.S. gold pieces dating to between, uh, dating between 1840 and 1863, which this is really cool, by the way, guys. Good job, whoever you are. It doesn't say a name. Um, yeah, it says identity and specific location have not been revealed to the public, which is a good thing. And um, basically, the guy says, this is the most insane thing ever. Those are all $1 gold coins, $20 gold coins, and $10 gold coins from the Civil War era. (laughs) That is fucking nuts. I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and dang, that's pretty impressive, man. What a find. Could you imagine, like, digging some shit up in your backyard, and you find, like, I don't even know. I mean, that's the equivalent, because he can't be digging that deep, I wouldn't assume, because he's... he, he sees them, right? So, like, he's not using, like, some big equipment. He was out there digging a hole, just like you could be doing, everybody. Go dig up your backyards. I encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> I want the gold. Yeah. The leprechaun. Huh? Yeah. yeah. All right, on, uh, Kansas authorities were able to locate the owner of an emu after the large flightless bird got loose and was wandering about through a neighborhood north of Topeka. Hmm. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, we're getting a lot of also here today. We've got Alabama, Kansas. I think there was an Arkansas somewhere in there. Maybe I'm wrong. Kentucky, Wisconsin. Yeah, we're New just Zealand. <laughs> I'm telling uh, you, right a man now. in Michigan received an email informing him of a hundred thousand dollar lottery prize he'd won, and he figured it was part of a scam. <laughs> oh, he learned no. it was not. <laughs> Did he get the money? He got the money. Yeah. Okay. Whew. Damn. And finally, on to Oklahoma, Gil Gilbreth, who operates a petting zoo for his church, okay. uh, believes the dog hit the latch on a gate, allowing a wallaby named Rue to hop free. Neighbors spotted Rue 
but he hops into the into the woods. Police have been using a drone trying to locate the wayward marsupial. Oh my goodness! No updates on Rue's whereabouts or well-being, but we wish him well. On the run, man. Somebody call Pooh Bear. Where's, on the hop. Yeah, where's Rue's mom? Yeah, I know. Winnie the Pooh needs to know stat. That's what I'm saying. If you, <laughs> if you didn't know, Ru, uh, oh, and Rue's the character, uh, the little character in Winnie the Pooh books. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the kangaroos, uh, the the little kid kangaroo, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Um, huh. Yeah, man, that's cool. Well, I don't know if I'm rooting for Rue because uh, typically I would. I don't know if it was this. If this was like a Lester situation, I'd probably be on Lester. I'd be like, dude, go graze, bro. Go graze. You know, you're a steer. Just go do your thing, man. You know, just don't hurt nobody, right? But this little Rue, it's just a, it's just a. a, a a small kangaroo, you know, doesn't know where it's at. I don't know. What do they eat? I don't know, but <laughs> hopefully not McDonald's. Oh, my God. It's enough that they're waging culinary genocide on humans. Don't feed the marsupials. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cannibalism. Or wait, does that, yeah, cannibalizing itself. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. That would be some sort of kangaroo cannibalism, I suppose. And um, I don't know, man. I uh, This whole month was pretty uh, pretty quick, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I know you, yep. had, you had a lot of interesting times. I hope everybody out there is doing some fun summer stuff. We, um, I went and checked out some, like, natural area by our house, which was pretty cool, with the lady, and stayed in Airbnb over the 4th of July kind of thing. More of a staycation, I suppose, is in a way, not really, kind of, but uh, we didn't go very far, is all I'm trying to say. So, that was something I did uh, on in, within the month uh, wait, what is it? What are we calling this shit? The weeks that were? <laughs> the weeks that were. I like that. That's a good one. So, you know, sometimes we just, you know, it's not that we're trying to miss, uh, like, a schedule of sorts. We don't have a, a strict schedule, but we do try to keep new content coming. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we had a, a late week that was, and then we had a couple episodes, and now we're doing the weeks that were. And, um, you know, uh, if you guys would... Uh, um, check out below the show link or whatnot there's a, a link to uh sign up and donate to the show that'd be pretty cool it's the lowest three dollars a month uh up to 15 i believe either way you're uh, gonna be available for some stuff when we get our merch stuff going further and um yeah man just fun stuff I hope everybody's out there living it good indeed much love everybody Oh, today was an unusual day, but after this, there'll be no more distractions.